This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who's recently fallen in love with tiny habits. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who has taken many small steps and recently some major leaps and both can change your life. This episode will inspire you to find some small steps you can take to hack your life admin. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. We're thrilled to be bringing you season four and thank you for your patience listeners as our hiatus was longer than anticipated. We're recording this in July 2020 in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and I think we'll all agree what a year 2020 is turning out to be. A lot has happened since the last episode we published in April, which we'd actually recorded in February. And our well wishes go out to those of you who are living in hugely demanding situations at this time. If you've experienced financial loss or had your own health concerns or been supporting friends and family with health issues or are grieving the loss of loved ones who've been claimed by coronavirus. For many of this, this is the most testing time to our well-being that we've ever faced. And here in Melbourne, we're experiencing our second wave of COVID cases. And so after restrictions eased for a few weeks, we are back under lockdown. We are homeschooling our kids. We are working from home after about four months and we can only leave the house for essential shopping and exercise. Well, Mia, that is quite a lot going on, but for you, that's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? There's There's been some other things going on in your life which have made this time even more challenging. Well, yeah, so just for additional context, listeners, I separated from my husband of 15 years and I've moved house once last year and then most recently during lockdown. So now I co-parent our two primary school age kids and we have a 50-50 weekend, week off custody arrangement. So yes, fair to say that life looks very different to this time last year. Some of it expected and some of it previously only seen in <laughs> science fiction movies. Very true. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's been a lot of change. Everyone coped with change in very different ways. And in the media, social media, the buzzwords of this period, really, the word unprecedented, the word uncertainty and pivoting all seem to be just in everything you hear and read. Yeah, I was quite pleased that that's not how you started off this section. To be honest, I thought you might start this episode by talking about unprecedented times. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> I didn't leave that word out. Uh, and so it's interesting that you know, people have been pressured to make the most of this time at home, to use the lack of the commute, the fact that we might have more flexible working hours, or you might have unexpected downtime if you've been stood down or furloughed or retrenched. There's been all this sort of thing like, oh, now is the time to get fit and declutter your house and perfect your sourdough recipes and sort of optimise your life in all sorts of ways. Has that been your reality, Diana? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a really interesting point, Mia, because a few people have said to me, why aren't we, you know, pumping out those life admin um, podcast episodes because people have got so much time that they could be working on this stuff at the moment. Mm -hmm. But my experience has been so different. So, you know, I think that's saying that we are all going through the same storm 
we're in very different boats is really apt for me. At work, we've experienced an incredibly high demand for our services and the challenges of working from home have been huge. So for me, I've been working longer hours than ever, coupled with trying to homeschool my two children and also my husband's work has been exceptionally busy. And so I don't like to complain about the fact that we're both still employed, you know, both getting paid while others are in obviously much more difficult financial circumstances. I do think that for some people, this time has proved incredibly hectic um, Mm -hmm. and stressful. And so tackling, you know, a major overhaul of your life admin might not be the right thing for you at the moment. So I think it's important for us to bear that in mind as we think about where to go next. Yeah. And there's very much two sides to that coin. Yes, we might have more time or there might be some kind of convenience to being at home. But we've also got the load of dealing, living with family members 24-7, no privacy, no solitude, or you might be someone who's living alone, and which I found for one week I am completely alone at home for seven days, and then the next week I have the kids by myself for seven days. So that's getting, taking getting used to, having to work in a different way, and just managing the fact that we are living in a global pandemic. So this might be a time when you're just aiming to maintain some good habits and regular activities, let alone introducing new ones. Yeah, so what we thought we would talk about in this episode is some ideas on perhaps some small steps you can take to reset life admin without needing to think about having an enormous overhaul. And we also thought we'd talk about some of the small steps we've been taking to improve our life admin during this pandemic time. Yeah, we want to talk about how you can approach change in a way that is sustainable and tolerable at the moment. I listened to this podcast called The Wolf You Feed. It's run by Eric Zimmer. It's one of my favourites. And in episode 343, he did this mini episode called On and On It Goes, just acknowledging the fact that the pandemic and the academic downturn and this spotlight on racial justice, he says, it feels like a lot of crisis is going on now. The word crisis derives from the Greek word crisis and krino, which means a separating. And the very root of the word crisis is that there are times of severing from old ways and states of being. And it's an opportunity to ask yourself, what do we need to separate from and what needs to be left behind? And he goes on to talk about this term liminal space. He says, a liminal space is a waiting space. And it does feel to a certain extent that what is happening for coronavirus is this waiting. We're waiting until we can emerge back into the world. And it's a place where we can go from what what was to what's next. It's a place of transition. It's this season of waiting and not knowing. So liminal space is often considered a very fertile space, and that's where transformation takes place. We have to allow ourselves to be drawn out of business as usual and wait patiently on this threshold. And for this time to be fertile, we have to actually inhabit the space, allow yourself to feel the fears and the doubts and the difficulties and pay attention and it's, this space is often called crazy time. And if, if there's one, you know, another term along with unprecedented and uncertainty and pivoting, it's crazy time and strange days. They keep, you know, they're, they're the words that keep popping out. So the mon- metaphor that I think of and that he mentions in this episode is the caterpillar and the butterfly and the process of going into the chrysalis for that sort of waiting time, that is the liminal space. And I thought that was a nice way to sort of frame where we all might be at, to have a think about, you know, what are your aspirations? What do you want to change? Yeah, I mean, that's so true. And I've been reading 
BJ Fogg's tiny habits uh, while this lockdown's been happening. And his process for developing new habits really starts with that idea of making sure you're really clear on what your aspiration is. I had previously read James Clear's Atomic Habits, but I think Tiny Habits is much more useful when we think about how to approach life admin. Mm. So tell me about Tiny Habits. What's the structure or the process that BJ Fogg outlines? I've always loved his name, BJ Fogg. I know, it's a great name, isn't it? So it's obviously a little bit complicated, but if you wanted to step it out in kind of six steps, the first thing he talks about is making sure you're clear on that aspiration. So what we've already talked about, but what's important to you. So if you're thinking about life admin, really thinking about the specific aspiration that you're looking, do you want to feel organized? Do you want to make sure that dinner's on the table, you know, on time? What What is the actual aspiration that you're talking about? And then once you've really clear on the aspiration, think about what are the options for the behaviours that you could take that would actually achieve that aspiration. So often the, the challenge we have with aspirations is they're so high level that it's really unclear about where to take action. So really think about the actual steps you could take. And then you might need to think about learning a new skill. So that behaviour might be something you're not familiar with. So the first step you might need to take is actually improving your ability to be able to do that step. And so he talks about once you've done that, thinking about starting really tiny. So what's the smallest possible step Mm. you can take? And I liked that bit of the book because he talked about starting a flossing habit, about flossing your teeth. And he talks about just start with flossing one tooth. It's like, don't go from no flossing to I'm going to floss two times a day, seven days a week. He's like, just floss one tooth. And the research bit of that, the learning part might be deciding, am I going to go with the toothpick? Am I going to go with those little flossy sticks? Am I going to use flossing tape? Just, you know, which, you know, that might be the first step, just making that decision, deciding what's right for you. And then just committing to flossing one tooth. Yeah. And and celebrating success every time you achieve that very small step. And so building on it. So he also talks about then thinking about the prompt to remind yourself to actually do this habit. And then, yeah, celebrating success, victory and building on it. And I really like the idea of this celebrating success uh, and, you know, celebrating those really small victories. Don't feel like you need to wait till all of the digital photos are sorted to celebrate success. Mm -hmm. Just celebrate even those very small successes. Exactly. You don't have to wait till you've done the Boston Marathon to to celebrate the fact that you're now a runner. It's like the fact that you got up and trotted around the block a couple of times a week. You can celebrate that. So what for you, like which bit leaps out to you as being the most sort of crucial bit of the process to crack? So the thing that has really inspired me to think about some of my challenges in life admins is this idea of thinking about the small step can just be learning the new skill so that you can reduce the mental effort to do that the that life admin task so doing the research in and of itself and thinking about learning so for example if setting up a a shared drive a cloud storage system is is something that you've decided is an action you want to take to achieve your aspiration think about For example, learning about how to use Google Drive and practicing it, like saving documents or really just practicing seven times saving something might be a huge first step in in moving you towards that cloud storage system. Yeah. 
And for me, I, I kind of think about meal planning and cooking with dinner because that for me was just the daily challenge of getting a meal on the table. It's hard for me to crack. And I realized that was, for me, there was that ability step of, I've actually got a really small cooking repertoire. I don't know how to make that many things. And so just practicing the same recipe week in, week out until I know it off by heart, it's turning up how it's supposed to turn out and just focusing on that and building that ability that helped establish the habit of cooking more regularly. And even something like getting one of those meal kits like HelloFresh where it's giving you those instructions and trying techniques. I had little aha moments when I was making some things. was like, oh, I didn't realize I was supposed (laughs) to be doing it like that. And again, building the ability, build the confidence, and then, you know, it's easy to do something more regularly when you know you have, you know, you have the confidence and the ability, knowing how to do it sounds so basic. Mm. So, Mia, did you have life admin goals that you thought you'd be able to achieve during this isolation, COVID times? Oh, yeah, digital photos came up for me as well. I thought, finally, how many years have we been talking about this? I'll have plenty of time to do my digital photos. I haven't even thought about that. For me, I spent some time thinking about what was in my calendar. So everything, you know, grinds to a halt and I had to think about, all right, I I now need to exercise differently. My original habits of going off to a body pump class or a Pilates class or relying on exercising with other people, all of that had to change. And for a while I did nothing. I was just all exercise just stopped. And I started to have to think, all right, I need to dial this up. When I moved house, even the fact that I had a different house and I couldn't exercise at home in the same room I would have exercised at home just threw me. It just made me stop exercising. I couldn't get my head around, oh, now I'm going to have to exercise in this space and that feels weird and so I'm not going to do it. It was that all or nothing. If I can't do it like I used to do it, I'm not doing it at all. So small steps of, okay, I'm going to go for a run. I don't really know where to run around here, so I'm going to research it, raise that ability factor so I know where I can go running and where there's a track that's the right distance for me so I haven't accidentally launched myself on some 9K run. So things like that, food, shopping, meal planning, same thing, new house, new kitchen, new supermarkets, new markets, new schedule, shopping for myself for a whole week and then flipping to shopping with kids for a whole week. Again, just taking small steps, meal planning a week at a time and then expanding that to a two-week time frame and just taking small steps to know, you know what, I'm just going to go to the supermarket, get stuff there, work out where my other options are later and uh, know that I don't have to solve everything immediately. I can do it sort of week by week and and take it on that way. How about yourself? Well, I actually use this Tiny Habits book to really inspire me to get cracking on my digital photos. So oh, bravo, bravo. <laughs> and, you know, definitely only small steps so far, but I really realised that I needed to actually decide on the system we were going to use. So mm-hmm. I realised from reading Tiny Habits, I actually need to work on my ability because I don't know what to do. The task just feels so overwhelming. So my first step is simply going to be just to do a bit of research on what systems could I use and to try out a few and decide which one I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. So 
I knew that my aspiration was to be able to relatively easily produce photo books of our holidays in particular, but also other key events. But I knew that one of the blockers for me was being able to get photos from my daughter and my husband, because if I don't get photos from them, I'm never in any of the photos if I just use my own photos. All right. So in terms of getting it out of their devices. Yeah, so I realised what I actually needed to do was set up a really easy way for them to share photos with me in a in a systematic way so I could get to them easily. And I realised that just setting up shared albums on the iCloud using my phone was such an easy system to create and then uh, to create the folders in a very specific event. So, for example, to say I'm setting up a shared album about your 13th birthday please share all of the photos you've got that you liked from your 13th birthday into that folder and make it so simple that the folder was a very short event so that it didn't Mm. become a massive task. It just became a small step that they needed to take to be able to get that album working. Mm -hmm. And have you ever, have you done any sort of habit swapping or resetting? So one of the other things that people often talk about is finding the time to do this kind of stuff. So that's another thing that I took from this idea of the tiny habits was replacing a habit that I used to have with this new new step or this new task to sort out my digital photos. Mm. So I used to scroll mindlessly through Facebook in the morning while I was having my coffee. Um, And also sometimes in the evening when I was on the couch watching TV with the kids, particularly if it was, you know, a show that I wasn't that keen on. So I used the screen time settings in my iPhone to limit my Facebook time to five minutes a day. So as soon as the warning came up on my phone that my five minutes was over, that was my prompt. Okay, this is Mm -hmm. digital photo time. Start working on your photo project. And even if I could only do it for a few minutes each time that prompt came up, it really made, I made quite a significant progress because I was doing just a little bit every single day. So that's your trigger. So that's your new trigger for this. It's the end of Facebook time, iPhone, get it out of here, yep. little message that comes up. Yeah. So it okay. was such an easy step to take. And, you know, I realized that I was probably spending 15, 20 minutes a day on Facebook. Now I'm spending five minutes on Facebook and 15 minutes a day on my digital photos. That's quite a lot of time over a week to actually yeah. start making some progress in sorting things out. And usually my husband and daughter are sitting there with me in the morning having breakfast. So I get them roped into it too. Oh, I've just started this album about our trip to Bali. Do you want to add some photos to that? And, and they often and we'll do it right then and there. And have you found that it doesn't take much time to build momentum? Like after a few days you realise, oh, my gosh, I've got through several hundred photos already and that sort of is helping build your motivation to keep going? It is, and it's also inspiring me to do some of those photo book kind of things on the weekend, so to take the habit and really build on it and extend it and to say, wow, now I've got all these albums set up. It's so quick to do a digital photo, like a photo book and have it printed because the albums are already organised into groups of, you know, 20 or 30 photos, and so you can very quickly automatically populate a photo book and, and send it off to print. So pretty exciting uh, to get those photo books arriving in the mail now. Yeah, everything arrives in the mail now. So we'll put a link out to BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits in the show notes. Uh, I know I borrowed it from the library 
it's a really useful read. And we're going to try to include some of that behavioural science about starting small into all our future recommendations around life admin because we realise that, you know, getting started can be 90% of the challenge. Uh, so we're going to try and structure the recommendations and the suggestions and the steps so that it reflects this sort of latest thinking about how you make change and how you embed habits. So good luck out there with this chrysalis period, this liminal space, and, and changing some of the things that you're aspiring to. So we hope these hacks will inspire you to make some small changes in your life admin during this time of metamorphosis in the pandemic. <laughs> so our top hacks are to think about what your aspiration is and just pick one thing that might have an impact and to start there. Uh, also consider that you might need to start by improving your skills or, or learn a new system or some digital uh, techniques, but that's still an important step. And celebrate success, no matter how small. And everyone, be kind to yourself. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app. When you love someone, seeing them struggle with their mental health can be one of the hardest things in the world, especially when you know they need help but don't know where to turn. That's why 988 Lifeline is here. 988's trained crisis counselors are available 24-7 by phone or text to provide you with the resources and support you need to help the people you love. No one should have to struggle alone. Call or text 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline day or night. 988. Hope has a new number.